Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. In your name, Lord God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, you're worthy, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just humbly come before you, Lord God. We know nothing. Apart from you, we are nothing, Lord God. So we're just sitting at your feet, ready to hear, ready to engage, ready to apply your knowledge, your word. We thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity for us to even be gathering today, Lord God. We thank you for our pastors. We thank you for um, just everyone on the call, Lord God, all of the ministers, Lord God, who just make up this community, Lord God. The foundation, Lord God, the, our foundation is you, Heavenly Father. And allow our lives to also be witnesses that you, be proof that you are someone we say we love, are someone we say we follow, are someone we say that we can't be without, Lord. So we just thank you, Lord God. We lift you up, Lord God. We're getting ready, Lord God. I am so excited. I'm so sorry. I'm so, Well, not really. I'm not sorry. But I'm just so excited, Lord God, the way that you've been stripping us during this process, stripping up of, of who we used to be, even when we tried to go back and get it. You, you loved us that much more, Lord God, that you brought us back to where we needed to be in order to, to hear from you, in order to, to, to start to apply the, the skill sets that we already have in you, that you've already put in our arsenal, Lord God. You're building us up. You're giving us that confidence that we need to go out to the masses, Heavenly Father. So we thank you, Lord God, for sharpening us and turning us into the soldiers that you have called us to be, to turn us into the prayer warriors that you have called us to be, to turn us into the the warriors that you have called us to be, Lord God, without a shadow of a doubt, without anything holding us back, Lord God. We thank you that you're cutting off the the strings of our past, Lord God, and allowing us to flow freely in you, Lord God, allowing us to fall freely in you, Heavenly Father, knowing, Lord God, that you are there no matter what, that freedom to be who you have called us to be, that freedom to embrace everything, that freedom to laugh at trials, Lord God, because deliverance is definite, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord God. We praise you for this opportunity to hear from you, Lord God. My goodness, Lord God, my heart feels like it's about to explode, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this moment in time. Thank you for the revelations. I just just love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. God, I thank you. You are magnificent. Holy Spirit, I thank you for being here with us today. I thank you for the anticipation. I thank you for the tears that I'm crying because I too am so excited and the joy just resonated over me today about thinking that we were going to come together to be with you, to be with one another. And I just thank you that my sister is in alignment with that and to know that you are truly God once again, just by the prayers. And Father, I lift you up. I magnify you. I thank you, Father God. And I thank you that even on today, I'm able to say that I'm so grateful that I am not worthy. I am so grateful because 
all the years of trying to figure out what would make me worthy, I realized how lost I was until my pastors told me that I was chosen. And that every person on this phone knows that they're chosen. So my love for you increased, our love for you increased, our worship for you increased, our, our adoration for you increased, Father God, our, our ability to seek you even the more increased, Father God, our expectation, even though we did not know what was to come and we still know nothing because we know that we are not worthy. Father God, I thank you on today once again for allowing me to be humbled, to be able to be in the presence of your people, to be able to be in the presence of you, to be able to be in the presence of those who know that the blood still has its power and that we get excited about you because you're always excited about us, Father God. And I give you all the glory on today. And I thank you that every day I am increasing in you and still know nothing. What a wonderful place to be. What a, what a blessed opportunity, Father God. I thank you for our leadership. I thank you for our pastors that celebrate another anniversary, Father God, during a pandemic that they have made it another year, Father God, that you let no man put asunder what you brought together because through them, Kehau became real, Father God, and it has been bless my life like never before. So I thank you, Father God, that you will let no man put asunder any one of us on this phone, even if we are not together for the rest of our lives physically or on Zoom calls, Father God, that what you have joined together is solidified because truly our deliverance is definite. I thank you, Father God, on today for your amazing love and your agape love in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah and amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Father God, I just thank you for allowing us and one another opportunity for us to come together in your presence tonight, God. Father, I thank you for allowing us to have gone through these days, enlightening our minds and our hearts with your truth, with your love, with your mercy with your compassion, with your gratitude. Father God, I just thank you for allowing us this far to push through our feelings, God. Some of us might have had some rough days. Some of us might have had some great days. But God, I thank you for continuing to encourage us and continuing to push us as we go through daily in faith, love, and hope. Father, even though our lives might be busy, God, I thank you that you allow that you allow us to continue to stretch us, continue to grow us, continue to allow us to be in postures, God, where we are constantly casting, where we are constantly surrendering, where we're constantly throwing the, the, the things that are not of this of, of you, God, at your feet. So, Father, I ask that tonight you make us aware of the needs. Of, of the things that we need to continue purging, God. I ask that you continue <clears throat> to allow us to see the people that are in need, God, that we can continue to stand in the gap in prayer, God. Give us a heart of compassion tonight, God. Father, I continue to bless you for 
for, for all that you have been doing in each and every one of our lives, God. I ask that you never turn your back on us, God. Allow us to draw closer to you. Allow us to stand in a posture, God, of growth and to be hungry for your word, God. Allow us that, that even if our cups is halfway full, God, continue to fill us up that we will be able to, to just spread your love and, and, and your word to those that are in need. So, Father, tonight I just ask that you do a new thing, God. Revive us, God. Father God, I ask that you just, for the, for the lights that are going dim, God, I ask that you give a bright, <clears throat> that you lighten our torch, God, that we'll be able to continue and carry your word, the vessel, God, within our lives. So, Father, I praise you tonight, God. I praise you for your on the, the yes. <clears throat> Father God, I praise you for your love that you have never, ever left us, God. Father, when we have left your side, God, you have never left us. So, Father, I love you, I praise you, and I adore you in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask that you have your way, God. I ask that you allow our conversations. We allow whatever comes from our lips tonight, God, will be edifying to each and every one of us on this call, God, that we may walk away with something tonight, God, that will take root and grow in each of our lives for, as we move forward throughout the rest of this week. So, Father, have your way right now tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <coughs> thank you god father i just thank you for tonight and ask that as you speak your word let your servant say nothing that is not of you for the moment you stop talking that's when she does i praise you for what you are going to do and the thought and revelation and reflection that you are going to lay upon us in jesus name amen all right, people, as you can see, it's not PK tonight. <laughs> um, she's resting and uh, praise God that our, that our pastors are getting some rest. So um, getting on, um, on Saturday, uh, Minister Evangelist uh, Susu gave, delivered a word that uh, challenged a lot of us in ways that we didn't even know we needed to be challenged. It presented that word presented a lot of things and made us put our own growth in perspective. So she gave us a growth check and it couldn't have come at a better time as we are about to end this portion of submission and surrender. So tonight is more of a heart check because I know Minister Janetta gave one towards the middle of the year. And today we are going, we're, we're gonna do another heart check because today marks the, last day of submission and surrender, but not the last time we will ever have to surrender or submit. So uh, I want to say on Saturday, we're heading into the new portion of the year, which is, which is going to be even more exciting as these last few months have been, because it's going to be uh, different. But the thing is, we're going to see the new portion of this year, which is encouragement, actually excited about what God is doing. So with the heart check, we always know where we're going in our minds for the most part. But when we're actually asked a question to sit with it, like, like what, do you, what do you know in your heart God is saying? We usually come up with the, I don't know. Or I thought that this was weird, but now that I'm putting you know, more thought to it, I don't actually know. And that's not a bad thing. That's us getting in position to actually 
be filled with what God needs us to know, what he wants us to know, and not just what we picked up through bits and pieces. So tonight we're going to be in Matthew 5. I'm going to be reading from the message version because that bad boy is something fierce. I'm not even going to lie to you. So for those who want, for those who read along and for the note takers, we are going to be in Matthew 5 because I'm just going to dive right into it. It seems that when we are asked to sit with things, that's when the Holy Spirit truly does the revelation, truly sits us in his presence and actually makes us deal with who we say that we are in him and what our lives reflect. So right now, again, is the heart check. What is God telling you? What is he saying that you are? not what you feel. What is God telling you in this time of submission, excuse me, submission, submission and surrender? So in a little bit of backdrop for Matthew 5, this is the Beatitudes. I was like, okay, Lord, the Beatitudes. I've honestly, I've read this passage of scripture before, but I guess in excuse me, submission and surrender, it hits a little different. Um, so Jesus is seeing the multitudes of people, yet he doesn't go to them. He goes up the mountain and the Bible says, um, other, excuse me, other translations say, the disciples went with him. The message says the committed went with him. So when Jesus saw his ministry drawing in huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. I'm going to stop right there. Isn't that what he's doing to us right now? Before we are being sent out, before we are, and in actuality, a lot of us are already out. God has taken that time to bring us back in. To, re, to reset us, to give us what we need for the next portion. I love that because he shows in part. So we have to respond to what his plan at the precise time that he has given us to do things. So now this is our time to get rejuvenated so we can move forward to the next. As he sat on the hillside and taught the disciples with the multitudes waiting, whether they were there to witness, whether they were there to be healed, whether they were there to just hear a word, he sat to teach his disciples first. Man, verse three, you are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God in his rule. Verse four, you are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be the, excuse me, only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. Verse five, you are blessed when you are content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Verse six, you are blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's the food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. Verse seven, you are blessed, excuse me, you're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, care, 
F-U-L-L, full, you'll find yourselves cared for. Verse eight, you're blessed when you get inside your world, excuse me, when you get inside your world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God on the outside world. Verse seven, you are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Verse 10, you're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Verses 11 and 12, not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even, for though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. He sat there and taught the disciples to recognize when they are blessed. When, not how, but when they are blessed. And most of that was through times of trial. This has not been an easy time. For some of us, it may have been. But for others, it hasn't been easy. But the question is, where is your heart at in this? In this point in time, where we are right now, with surrender and submission, with God telling us how to recognize when we are blessed, where is our heart in this? Is it in full agreement with the triune God? Or is it still having arguments? If it is having arguments, this is not going to be easy. If you thought it wasn't easy now, it's gonna get harder. Keep in mind, verse three says, you are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. With less of us, God can rule. He can shape us and reshape us to fit in any part of his plan. We are all pieces of the biggest puzzle known to man but all of us play a part. Either we play it or somebody else is going to be put in the position to play it. I mean, to, uh, yeah, to fit. Because no, God does not change his mind. He doesn't. PT, you are right. You are absolutely right. He does not change his mind. All of us were created with a purpose. Jeremiah 5, he tells us that he, he, he knew us before we were in the womb. So he already knew what he was putting us here for, aside from worship. In verse 13, he tells the disciples why they are there. And it says, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. If anybody's ever had bland chicken, you know he ain't tripping. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. 
bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God, this generous father in heaven. I'm sorry, I had to let some people in. The being authentic in who God has created us to be gives others the freedom to do the same thing. I'm gonna say that again. Being authentic, not this woke authentic, but true authenticity in who God created us to be gives people the freedom to do the same. Have you ever just been yourself in somewhere and you just start grooving and all of a sudden you look behind you and you get like 30 people dancing for like no reason. And you just heard something in your head and everybody trying to figure out what you dancing to so they moving with you. Just me, okay. It's okay to be who God made you to be. It's okay to show people how to surrender and submit even in your trials. It is okay. Christ's whole life was that, showing people how to submit and surrender, being a part of the triune God, because the Holy Spirit wasn't here yet. Holy Spirit did not, not descend yet, because Jesus, Jesus had not died yet. Because again, the multitude, he didn't, just, he didn't just go to the people as he could have, he decided to take the time out and pour into his disciples. Those he knew had to carry on the torch that he had already lit and that had completely consumed him because he was about his father's business. And when the disciples went out, they had that same focus. Doesn't mean some of sometimes they didn't slip up. That doesn't mean that. Because Paul and Peter had a minor situation to where Paul had to, to, had to check Peter because Peter was in a way cutting out the Gentiles again when before he wasn't doing that. Peter wasn't above reproach. Neither we can't be at all either. It goes on to talk about the completion of God's law. Jesus talks about why he's here why he's here for that law and what he plans to do with that law, which is bring it all together in a way nobody can fathom. And he even says that we have to be, unless we do better than the, than the Pharisees, there is no way we will know the first thing about entering the kingdom. Nothing about us can be fake, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing about us can be fake. We are beyond that. No more weeds growing in our garden. That does not mean the enemy is not going to try to plant them or use people to creep on through and throw the seeds in there. That does not mean that he's not going to do that, but how God is 
for how God is checking us and challenging us and rebuking us and changing our very nature to be a reflection of his and more sweet smelling. The Holy Spirit will teach us how to recognize those. And we will respond according to the direction of the Holy Spirit, not how you feel. Because how you feel should be filtered by the Holy Spirit and conducted in a way that will progress the kingdom agenda and not for the sake of checking somebody, even though you know, man, sometimes people really be asking for it, but they're asking for God more. Sometimes the situation is really dire, but there's more of a need for God to be in that situation when it's like that. He is teaching us a joy, to have a joy this world has never seen before. One that is proud to be who God has created them to be. One who is proud to not have a reflection of who they were. Because it's honestly, this walk is not about who we were. God uses who we were to draw people in and get to know who we are, which is citizens of the kingdom. That's what that's for. That's what our stories are for. That's what our experiences are for. They are to pull in those who don't know how to recognize God for themselves. That's why we are light bearers. That's why we are the salt of the earth. If you are truly surrendered and you are truly submitted, that salt is going to be working and it is not going to be to everybody's liking, but that's on them. As long as you are in the full will of the, of the Holy Ghost, Jesus and God, we're not here to please man. We are here to do the work of the Lord. And yes, that is going to be, at times, we are going to have to handle situations where we want to, quote unquote, what my sister says, she'll want to take off her Velcro cross and then put it back on when she's done. No. And that's in any situation. That, that, that's not just with people. That's with yourself too. Because most of the time we follow God through how we feel about ourselves. If we see ourselves in a weakened state, we will find weaknesses in God. If we see ourselves in a stronger state, that can lead to arrogance if it's not surrendered or submitted to God and the Holy Spirit. Everything we do has to be surrendered and submitted to God. It is no joke. It is very serious because the enemy can't do anything for Jesus. Sorry, that is one of my kids calling. The enemy can't really do much. He uses everyone, but who he really loves to use are the believers. Who better to make a mockery of God than one who chooses to, or says that they have his, the Lord's best interest at heart. Who better to use? That's why it's so much press. It's so much condemnation from the people 
let a pastor fall, let a praise leader fall, let a deacon slip up or something. Let some, let's let an usher skirt come up as she walking down our own accident because she might have walked past the fan. It's a wrap. Everything can be used against us, but God has given us a community where there is no condemnation. All it is is love, rebuke, and correction. God has fully equipped us with what we need in this time. It is not going to feel good all the time, but what it is going to do is feel freeing because we are no longer going to reject maturity and growth because we don't like the position that we're in. We're no longer going to do that. Why? Because we've surrendered and submitted that to Christ. We are going to love our enemies. We are not going to do empty promises. We're not going to be those. We're not those people. God is raising up a different type of body who is not going to just throw up or I'll pray for you and not even think twice about the person when they walk away. God is not going to deal with those and be like, oh, honey, Lord bless you. And you don't mean it. Let your yes be yes and no be no. That one was for me. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you up. <laughs> that, that portrait was for me. Do not discredit the growth that has happened. Don't do that. If in fact something does happen, Bible tells us to confess our sins one to another. We are actually in a community that covers, not condemns. Many of us, I know me, haven't been in a community like that before, where you have to serve in pain, where you have to serve with your head on a swivel, where you have to serve being subjected to nonsense, even though we have servants' hearts. And the Bible does tell us, it, hey, if it, uh, everything that we find our hands to do, to do unto the Lord. But when we are not filling ourselves up with the word of God, the enemy starts to pull at everything God is doing. Discrediting everything. Every step that we take, every move that we make is to remove that pacifier that E.B. Sue was talking about on Saturday. I don't even, I don't know if it hit y'all, but it hit me. Because my pacifier showed up as so much as me wanting to see my family succeed, but I was in the way of that. I had to take that pacifier out of my mouth. And what the Lord has allowed me to see in the last week, oh God. I am beyond overjoyed at what he is doing. We have got to find him and see him in all of the things that is happening. So as a heart check, where are you? Where are we in this time of submission and surrender? Because if we, if we don't get this, we won't continue. A lot of us won't be able to continue. 
we're always going to be looking for someone to save us instead of opening our arms to the one that already has saved us. Questions, comments, concerns? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.